everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. So look, if you don't watch the show live, you didn't hear the beginning. We were going through all the songs that I had to start the show, and I played Walking on the Sunshine, and Frank shared with us a clip from the show Intervention where some chick huffing, what was it, keyboard cleaner? Keyboard cleaner. Which is basically, is that just a can of air? Yes, but I don't know what exactly. It's compressed gas, yeah. Yeah. So Creed just got back together, by the way. Yeah. Well, I was talking about that, the life cycle of bands like that with Lauren last night. That's why I said you could have put put your life savings on this at at some point. Creed um, getting back together? And going on a a tour and all. Absolutely. Yeah, so so anyway, he sent me this video of this chick saying, you know, it feels like I'm walking on sunshine, huffing this and air can. However, somebody in the in the chat said that one with the guy crying, the dad crying on the couch. Was remastered and remixed a thousand times. And yeah. I want to, I want to, um, I still love you. What was the song? What was the song that they used? Uh, it was, the, was it the Carpenters? I think they used the Carpenters. Let's see. I, I, they type in, I still love you, the Carpenters. And, and that's the thing here. Th- these were the very early opportunities some of the very early opportunities for the internet to take a hold of serious subject matter and and put a head shaking head shakingly funny twist on them i don't know if i can find it with that song what do you mean like i can't find i can find the clip i just can't find the video of it with that song let me see you see uh, if you can find it. Yeah, okay. Uh as far as Creed goes, that like like I told Lauren last night, bands like Creed, they they go through a very predictable cycle. And as long as everybody stays alive, they will be able to reap the rewards of becoming famous within a meme worthy space. So we were oversaturated with them at the Aww. in the late in the in the, you know around 2000 completely oversaturated with them uh they were all over the place mega hits they actually put out some really good music uh but it, it just got it got way too much and of course then there's there's breakups there is all types of drama um and then they just go away for at least 15 or 20 years and then you can bet your bottom dollar a new generation is going to discover them. The old generation is going to rediscover them. People who hated them the first time around are going to allow themselves to enjoy them the second time around just just for the sake of having some fun, some lighthearted fun. And they're, they're going to go on a major tour. We just brought up Daughtry on Monday. Yes. He's part of the tour. Is he? And three doors down, Daughtry and Creed are going Oh, my to- God. Now I need to go. It's it, it's it's it'll probably be a, it'll probably be a decent show. Now I need to go. Three doors down. And Daughtry and Creed. And Creed. Get, so get get your leather get your leather pants out, boys. See the dates. Um, They're not coming anywhere near me. I'm sure, but why see. not? 
because there's no place here. They'd have to. Oh, Simpsonville, South Carolina, Charlotte. I'm on my birthday in Simpsonville. Why? I was going to say, why? Because South be Carolina good. isn't a big place for concerts. They, what they about the Alabama Review place? That's It's not big enough. There's not enough places that are big enough to accommodate anyway. Yeah, so so da- so w- my husband is is super happy about Creed getting back together. He actually really liked them. Yes, they were a Christian band, weren't they? Well, they're a Christian band at least on stage. <laughs> he's apparently changed and and like you know fixed his life in crap. So he's you know back. Well, there's to- only so much sex you can have. <laughs> my some. <laughs> I saw New Kids on the Block uh, when I was still in New York. They came to Nassau Coliseum. What's that? Was that a dog? Oh, you hear this? I hear it now. Yes. I can't find it. Wow. Okay. So I'm able to send you audio now. Yeah, I can hear it now. Well, I can't. Um... I still I love find you. It. It's all right. We'll find it for yeah, for sorry. Guys, just to let you know, I know we're like already in. <laughs> Listen, I don't care. This is the way it's going. Um, Friday, there won't be a show because I'm having construction done and it's going to I can't ar- arrange it any other day. And I would just be sitting here with men behind me hammering and freaking drilling and all kinds of things. Jeez. That just kept going. What? I was like, what is this? What is this going to stop? Oh, I didn't hear any of that. I didn't hear any of that. What? Unless you're talking to me about me talking. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> There's going to be men behind me hammering and drilling the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, geez, this keeps going. Here I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, damn, Tracy, what the you... hell's going on? <laughs> I thought you were listening to something else. No, I... <laughs> no, no. No, how can I listen to anything else when that's... <laughs> drilling the ceiling or the floor, I should say. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. I do have serious things to talk about. We've had a spate over the past couple days of suddenly died suddenlies. And it's just, it's getting, it's getting to be enough. Like I have the coffee and COVID newsletter up right now because it's really, really a good newsletter with Jeff Childers. Um, Matthew Perry, everybody's like, oh, no, it had nothing to do with the shot. It has nothing to do with the, sh- the shirts that he sold saying, could I be more vaccinated? That's all, you know, he, that's all non, doesn't have any correlation. But yesterday, Emmy Award winner Tyler Christopher from General Hospital died of a cardiac event in a San Diego apartment. He was 50, I think. There was a mandate on the set of uh, General Hospital. That's why two soap stars left. There's actually a whole list of soap opera stars that have passed away in the past year or two. It's just a coincidence, I'm sure. And then we had this um, model, Tabby Brown, 38, died last week from from a heart attack. She was in great shape. Her friend said she didn't drink, she didn't smoke, she didn't do drugs, she was fit and healthy, but apparently she died from a heart attack. But she listened to her doctor. Yeah. Apparently she died from a catastrophic, no-warning heart attack at 38. That happens all the time, Frank. All the time. 
You know, uh, yeah, I know. I, it's, it's nuts. That's nuts to hear that. Then Jennifer Wexton, who's a Democrat from Virginia, she hasn't passed away yet. They're trying to, she resigned. They're trying to fill her open seat in Virginia. She's not running for re-election. Oh, I think she's going to stay in. But she was diagnosed with atypical um, progressive supranuclear palsy, which is basically Parkinson's disease times like 50. Um, this is worse than Parkinson's? Yes. She said, it's not okay at all. I'm going to die, which isn't fair. Um, it's an untreatable neurodegenerative disease affecting movement, balance, vision, speech, and swallowing. The prognosis is grim with an unstoppable gradual loss of brain cells, which will first affect her voluntary and involuntary movements. Um, and then after that, everything else just basically goes downhill. And who who's who's this again? A Democrat representative from Virginia. She is 55. She has two kids. God. Yeah. And we got into um, a week or two ago when Steve Kirsch was talking about the new entryway to sue because of the SV40 contamination in the vaccines. Everybody went nuts about that. I discussed how that might not be a viable path forward and the reasons why. And here is the reason why. They reached out to the FDA to try and get some kind of an answer from the FDA. And they said... With over a billion doses of mRNA vaccines administered, no safety concerns related to the sequence of or amount of residual DNA have been identified. With regard to the FDA-approved mRNA vaccines, available scientific evidence supports the conclusion that they are safe and effective. <laughs> so in other words, they're not, like in like I told you in the remdesivir case they're using as the backbone for this case, you had the manufacturer of remdesivir asking for a recall on batches because of contamination. It was hardcore evidence. The manufacturer said there were glasses, there were glass shards or whatever particles in this medicine. That's why he was able to get them on adulteration. In this case, nobody will admit it that it's even true, let alone being able to sue for it. You see, you see the difference? Yeah. Um, I think that we we discussed this. I forget what the where our conversation went. It was like a week ago or so when SB40 came up. Is there any aspect of that virus, that simian virus, that is any shard of it, any portion of it that is necessary for the construction of these viruses to elicit some kind of an immune response? So, like, why why is it SB40 in particular? is such a popular contaminant in in these vaccines whether it be the early polio vaccine or this now why is that virus always so close to the manufacturing site i'm going to put a disclaimer out in that i'm going to tell you that i'm not positive about this but i'm almost positive it's a great delivery mechanism sv40 yes so then how can it is there ever any surprise when it's contaminated with the thing that needs to deliver. I I I don't know. This that's got to get explained to me before because that that virus in particular keeps popping up, and with such with it being such a dangerous, um, with it being causing so much of a, a, a of a cancer threat down the line. It's, why the hell would that ever any portion of that be used for these these because shots? Because they don't give a shit. Hmm. 
what do they care? Um, Highwire has an episode on this. So I will find the link for you. All my timestamps for this week. I will find the link for you and send it to you. It's probably like a 15-minute segment you can listen to. They've done it. They've done it. Um, hmm. I also, before the show is over, we're, we're at 8.51, so we've got time. I want to talk to you about your show last night because I haven't gotten to see it yet, and I'm super interested in what it was all about. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's right up your alley. I know. I know. Because I know that you... Uh... You uh you have hard time staying inside of your uh my body. your body at night too. <laughs> oh, there's another one for you. I just can't stay inside my own body. I've never ever said that publicly before. So. No. I'm a traveler. Yeah, it is. Well, you've talked you've you've talked about your lucid dreaming and things like that. This is uh, there was a little bit of a reference to lucid dreaming, but we were it was mostly. OBEs, NDEs, and um, when I and told you about that, you you didn't believe me. You thought I was no, dreaming. I... You thought it was a dream. You have asked me like a hundred times, "Are you sure you weren't dreaming?" And I'm like, "Oh, I am positive I wasn't dreaming. Like I know the difference between a lucid dream and what that was. That was insane." Um. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. So. Okay. Whew, okay. Um. In in the same vein as this. Tuberville's military, uh, Tuberville, okay, I, I said this all wrong. This gen general, this um, Marine general had a cardiac issue and was hospitalized and left somebody um, uh, underneath him to, to be in charge of this massive responsibility. They're blaming it on, on Tuberville. Because he's delaying, quote, military confirmations. They're saying that his heart attack while jogging was caused by Tuberville. Instead of the mandatory 7 million COVID boosters he could possibly have ha had to have. So it's easier to blame a person with a policy than it is an experimental medical intervention that nobody really wants and nobody would ever have given informed consent for had they had the chance, in my opinion. Well, what's what, what's this other thing, since we're on the topic, I saw it on Zero Hedge not too long ago. It said that stroke could be transmissible. What? There's a study. How? They say, here's some of the, the comments that, that were around this. that don't be fooled. What they're saying uh, here is that a prion disease is transmissible via blood transfusions. Prions are associated with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, ALS, as well as this form of stroke. A new study found that blood transfusions from donors who later developed multiple spontaneous brain bleeds were associated with a slightly higher risk of hemorrhagic stroke in recipients. That makes sense. Okay. This, I thought this, you meant like airborne stroke. Yeah. <laughs> at, at first, it sounds like that, too. They have to read it. Um, this suggests a potential link between bloodborne factors and a type of stroke causing blood vessel damage in the brain cerebral amyloid angiopathy is the second leading cause of spontaneous hemorrhagic stroke and is associated with the deposits of defective beta amyloid proteins in the walls of blood vessels in the brain research recently published in the journal of american medical association found evidence that caa exhibits prion-like transmissivity prion disease was previously associated with bovine spongiform uh, encephalopathy mm commonly known as mad cow disease. 
Okay, so at least it's not airborne strokes. Yeah, I thought that's I was like, geez, please. <laughs> like I would just be like, whatever at this point. I say I I it's so sad, but that's like it's not even sad. It's great that that's where I am. It's just not even something I concern myself with anymore. Just live it, your it, fucking life. Yeah. No, you can't. It, 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 if we get to that point, airborne strokes, you you really just need to let go. You need to have fun. Just everybody should be doing that already. But can you imagine how much fun this planet would be for like a week or two if everybody knew? Yeah. Everything would change. Everything would change. Oh, anyway. Okay. Tuberville. I'm sorry. Pr Peregrine, hopefully I'm pronouncing Peregrine properly, in the chat is getting mad at me or saying, please, Tracy, which I understand because it's freaking annoying for people to mispronounce things that you know. I've done this gazillions of times with words. It's actually Tuberville, not Tuberville. Really? Yes. I have clear. never heard that pronunciation anywhere. Please pronounce Tuberville correctly. It is Tuberville, not Tuberville. Never heard that before. Neither have I. So I, I, I mean, don't know how I would have known, but hey, now I do. Tuberville. Again, there's another guy I wouldn't be able to pick out of a lineup. I know I know his name, but um, I have never heard a media person say Tubber. Can we look? <laughs> how do you pronounce? Well, just just type in his name in YouTube and see if there's any media spots he's done. And and see if uh, you know the host announces him. Joining us now is Tommy Tuberville. It's if they say that, then this is Mandela. There's nobody more military than me, Caitlin. Uh, my. Let's turn now uh, to Capitol Hill. And joining me uh, live is Alabama Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville. There Senator, you go. thank you so much for being here. We this appreciate. This is Mandela. This is Mandela. <laughs> this is Mandela effect. It's not, this is not, that's the first time I have ever heard his name pronounced that way. <laughs> this is Mandela. Uh, I've never heard it that way either. <laughs> Mandela, no doubt about it. You can't convince me otherwise. Hold on, let's see. Tommy Tuberville <laughs> is the... <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. All right. <laughs> Hey. All right. Okay. Taken. Point taken. If the people that are doing reels for this show do not snip this portion, I will be stunned. Great portion. Okay. Write down the timestamp. Down in the bottom, away from my curse words. 2843. All right. All right. So there's a lawsuit coming out. We're, and then we're going to get into Elon on Rogan because that was just amazing. Did you see any well, of it? Did you no, no, I, I saw the announcement that it, it was happening again. Did you watch the whole two and a half hours? No, nope, just the clips. Okay. I'll, I'll watch go. it eventually. I'll take him, take a look at him. He's, he's, it's great. I mean, it's great. You could say what you want about him. Everybody has their opinion. I personally think <laughs> I'm, I'm in some kind of bl black hole on the platform to be truthful, but I'm there. And he's, he, there are things that improve that I can see improving that, He's got a big mess on his hands. I try not to complain too much, but I find that when I do complain, all of a sudden what I was complaining about doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm good for a while. Me and Brandon Strzok have identified a specific pattern 
on both of our accounts, it's exactly the same. The percentages of gain versus percentage of loss on following is exactly the same for both of us in exactly the same mechanism. So that can't be organic. It's impossible. You guys must just be on a on a uh, on a different tier of algorithmic activity because I am like everywhere else. I go from frozen to half a dozen gained. Yeah. Every once in a while, frozen. I, I rarely take slide back, and the only reason why I I I can no notice that is not because I check my stats every day. Is because nothing nothing ever really rarely significantly changes that i always kind of know where i am so yeah i yeah. well i uh, notice well, when they yank two thousand people and i just go to my page and i'm like randomly scroll or someone will tell me that's happened a gazillion times too i'm not one of those people that puts out the things thank you for five hundred thousand followers no i don't give a that whatever my biggest thing with with x is that they're pretend there are 500 and what, 70 something thousand people that follow, let's see. 576.1 thousand people follow me, okay? Yeah, I fit, I, I fit comfortably into that last 76,000. But the it doesn't matter. My, You can use the same analogy that I'm about to tell you. No matter whether or not you like me or you like what I'm saying or you dislike what I'm saying, if you're following me, you should see my tweets in your timeline, right? Logic no, would dictate that. No matter what they say or whether or not you like them, if you have chosen to click the follow button, you should see them. Less than 1% of the people who follow me see anything I say. Less than 1%. Oh, people I are like, it. well, maybe that's because you're not saying anything people want. It. That's no, you're for. Oh. No, if you, no, it's the, the, the point is if Tracy's saying things that people don't want to hear, then. If they, they then they will see they should be able to see that and then make the decision to unfollow her. Yes. The problem is that there is no there's no visual. I mean, it, it's all a farce. And I think that it's I think that so many of the the uh, these these metrics are farcical across I mean, Rumble. I, oh, I don't. I, Rumble. There's something so screwy about Rumble. Uh, for as as much as I appreciate it being an alternative to YouTube. There's something so screwy about Rumble's numbers. I agree I, I, I agree I with you. I agree with you on that. It is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, we're here. We're live. We're streaming on X right now. There's a few thousand people watching. We're streaming on Rumble right now. There's a thousand something people watching. So whatever. I mean, it is what it is. But anyway, I, I wanted to just talk about this quickly and then we'll move into Elon. This is Brian Ward. He's an attorney. He is going after informed consent now. It is super interesting that somebody's taken this up. He says, informed consent is not what most people think it is. Our lawsuits are the first in the nation to educate the courts on the legal meaning. If. If requires the person offering participation in the federal government's EUA drugs to obtain your, quote, legally effective informed consent. Legally effective means consent must be given according to the law and in advance of the product's administration. It also means the person offering the product must ensure you are not under outside pressure to participate. If you are, then it is legally impossible to obtain your consent. This lack of effective consent 
violates ratified treaties, executive agreements, federal law, and spending legislation, uh, legislation, all enforceable under a 1983 lawsuit. Judges have argued that only a healthcare worker can obtain a person's informed consent, and therefore the private employer cannot be sued because that's between the employer and the Health and Human Services Secretary. The judges who ruled this way lacked intelligent capability because the ruling itself proved one irrefutable fact. It established that the private employer was engaging in fraud when issuing the mandate because they weren't authorized by the HHS to even participate in the process. If they were authorized, they could have obtained your legally effective informed consent. Um, so basically what they're saying is if somebody said to you, oh, here's a free McDonald's cheeseburger, here's a free strip club limo ride, here's a free $500 if you get the shot, there is no way you could have effectively given informed consent to get it in the first place. Because somebody coerced you into it. End of story. So I'm going to be following this. Mm. That's for sure. Legally effective informed consent is a right you hold that no person in authority may interfere with. If they apply outside pressure such as sanctions, coercion, or undue influence, then they fail to obtain your legally effective consent, even if you said yes. Dun, dun, dun. So there's that. <laughs> yep. Tuberville. Tuberville, Frank. Tommy Tuberville. Okay, let's get to Elon Musk. Here he is talking about environmentalism. I, I, I just, I couldn't get over this Rogan in this blonde wig. Did it stay on the whole time? No. <laughs> okay, because listen, I, I, as a bald man, I have done the wig thing on Halloween. Sweating. And it, it is horrendous Itchy experience. And gross. And... I can't love taking it off. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Did you have a wig cap on or you just put it on? I just put it on for a little while. Like, for, like when I did my... I did a couple of Halloween episodes. It wasn't last year, but it was the year before and the year before that, where when I was on for Halloween and I just had a long, long uh, black wig on and just acted like nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing was going on. And that was good enough, but it was just weird because it, it's all, depending on what it is, it's probably nylon hair. Yeah, yeah. Human so hair wigs all, are better. It's, it's, you, it gets hot you can't brush it obviously so it gets all stringy all over the place then you're just like flipping it all over the place <laughs> you're like oh god i have these hairy people do this i'm um before we before we go to the clip i realized yesterday morning when i was getting ready that i have a serious issue that's coming very soon and so i'm going to take care of it proactively i don't know if you can see my hair, it's hard to see in, not in person, but I am completely gray on this side of my head. Everything growing in is just completely gray. It's just gray. Just one side? Just one side of my head. Now there's some rando grays on this side, but this side is just gray. Like if I let it go, I would be gray on that side and regular on this side. I'm gonna go take care of that. I'm, like rogue. I'm going to, yeah, from, I'm going to go. I'm just going gray. I'm just going gray. So on November 15th, when I do the show, if they can do it, I will be completely gray. Just gray. My whole head gray. That's what I'm doing. Here's well, Joe Rogan. This is what women have to do, Frank. Oh, natural. Yeah, well, here we go. 
I'm pro environment, but the the, the whoa, the limit, uh, this was me listening this morning on two X. Here we go. I'm pro environment, but the the the, the in the limit, uh, if you go if if you take environmentalism to an extreme, you start to view humanity as a plague on the surface of the earth, like a like a mold or something. Right. Um, and but it's, it's this is actually false. Uh, the earth could could take probably ten times the the current civilization. The the population could be you could ten x the population without uh, destroying the rainforest. So the the, the the environmental movement, and I'm an environmentalist, uh, has gone too far. They've gone way too far. Um, you know, if, if you if you start thinking that that humans are bad, then the natural conclusion is humans uh, should die out. I'm pro. So he's basically, and then he talks about this. This is interesting. I want to know your opinion on this one. There's no shortage. Ah, oh, damn it! Everything's going to be on two X. I'm going to have to change it your power um the, like we talked about solar power for cars the, the the issue is that cars just have a very low surface area um but you you could actually power the entire united states with uh 100 miles by 100 miles of solar really yes so you could just pick some dead spot that you fly which, over which they have plenty cover that sucker up with solar panels and, and charge the whole country absolutely 24 7. we need batteries but yes yeah wow yeah, it's not hard. I mean, <laughs> meaning it's like it's very feasible. Uh, in fact, uh, I mean, the, the, the sun is converting about, uh, over 4 million tons of mass to energy every second. And it's no maintenance. That thing just works. We have a giant fusion reactor in the sky. That is the sun. In fact, people like, someone's like, well, what about in a radiation? I'm like, the sun is literally a nuclear reactor in the sky. Yeah. Are you scared to go in daylight? <laughs> Many people are, actually. Rocks have radiation. Yes. Yeah. The, the radiation risk is greatly uh, overestimated. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to contest that or, to, or what question to ask. I mean, have, haven't we been trying to put solar farms in the desert for years now? And all we've been hearing about is... Uh, death to migrating birds and well when you're and, putting when you're putting windmills yes that's wind power that kills no birds. no 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 the actual the actual uh Panel? solar panels i heard that that it creates such a a microwave like amount of heat um generating you know uh, above it that birds flying over it are pretty much zapped i i if places like California will destroy their entire state's ecosystem to uh, to because they don't want to divert a river because there's a kind of tortoise that they don't want to disturb. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that we're going to find 100 miles by 100 miles. It's somewhere power. in the country. Anywhere. It could be anywhere. Yeah, I guess somewhere. All right. Now we've got some COVID-19 stuff. But actually, I want to make sure I get the why on why he bought here wait here we go virus is very clear if you walk around the streets of downtown san francisco <sighs> sorry guys i was listening to all these to make sure i had the right ones this morning and i didn't want to waste time so i put it on 2x here we go the outcome of that mind virus is very clear if you walk around the streets of downtown san francisco it is the end of civilization and it's not just uh, propagating the mind virus, but suppressing any opposing viewpoints. 
Yes. Well, in order for the virus to propagate, it must suppress opposing viewpoints. So, because it doesn't stand up to scrutiny. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you, you've, I mean, you've, you, you, you've, you've felt the, the virus. You yeah. Know? Yeah. People have tried to cancel you so many times. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're melodramatic at all. I, I, I think it's, uh, it's a, I mean. I don't want to be melodramatic, but it's almost like a death cult. It's a death cult. No, no, it, it, that is exactly right. Um, it, it, uh, it, it's essentially the uh, extinctionists. Like, it's in the limit. It is that they're propagating uh, the extinction of humanity and civilization. Um, and, and there's some people who are, are like, most, most of the time, it, it's, it's implicit. They don't, expl it's, but sometimes it's explicit. Like, there was a guy on the front page of the New York Times uh, who literally has the thing called the extinctionist movement, um, and he was quoted on the front page of the New York Times as saying, uh, there are 8 billion people on the world, but it would be better if there were none. Ooh. And I'm like, well, buddy, you can start with yourself. Yeah. Um, Does he have friends? That's what always fascinates me. <laughs> well, here he is. That guy. Well, he looks like he's not long for this earth. I mean, doesn't it's voluntary not human extinction I movement? You, That's you know, hilarious. I can't. The, the one thing I cannot stand about the Rogan show is everybody. I, the the clanking uh, yeah. of ice <laughs> and 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 Rogan's the flappy gums swallowing liquid. Everybody sucking and everybody sucking and swallowing and jingling <laughs> things. Just talk. Oh my god. <laughs> And, and if they don't go suck and swallow and jingle their stuff, then they have cotton mouth. It's it's just, you never you can never win. Play some background music, create some atmosphere so we can. T God, got to drink. I'm I'm on a radio show tonight. Got to drink alcohol. Just stop. <laughs> Hold on. Mm. Another good one is at 42. <laughs> I don't even know if I can play the rest of this now. I think he takes another swig at some point. <laughs> Susie says, I love that part. It's humans hanging out, having a drink. Then, okay, go and hang out on your front porch and have a drink. I have no problem with that. But when you're sitting in front of a condenser mic with the gain turned up, unless you're one of those ASMR freaks, the rest of us don't want to hear it. You don't like the sounds of sucking and swallowing, Frank? Not in that respect. <laughs> not, 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 not what I'm listening to a conversation. Sucking like and swallowing is fine if it's not two men. Yeah, it's just the wrong context. Horrible. <laughs> I'd like to party with that dude. Okay. I would just like to like... That's yeah. the... That's, that's, that's the death. That's the, that's an explicit version of the death cult. Yeah, maybe live long cult. and die out. It's. I mean, it's. It's not. Uh, extinction is a word he uses. Yes. No, I mean, it's not a. It's literally a self description. Do that, they cover that him death glowingly? Cult was in charge of in social in social media. Yeah. And still largely is at uh, Google and Facebook, by the way. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm not in favor of uh, human extinction. Um, then he goes on to say that George Soros does not like humanity. He's definitely hitting all. He's definitely hitting all the right points. Yeah. The the, the solar power stuff is interesting because everybody's been trying to sell solar solar power and other 
renewable resources like that for a long time, but it just has not. I I mean, it it just seems to not have been providing any really reliable results in any kind of I don't know marketplace that it's beyond a small village or or whatever people individually powering houses but I know well at least for what people talk talked about over here that that, that solar would not be able to do anything <clears throat> to help out the consumption needs in New York City but he's saying I mean he's a man miles, who knows here he is saying 100 miles by 100 miles will will power every city in the country if that was the case and it was it was less I, I mean I don't know here what was that like is that to me that was the most oh, bizarre the was glass. the Twitter files when you let Schellenberger yeah. and Matt Taibbi and all those guys get in the Twitter and the, the response where Matt Taibbi gets audited I mean which is just wild I mean it's just so blatant and so in your face yeah it's weird no I I mean the yeah the degree to which and and by, by the way Jack didn't really know know this but the degree to which Twitter was simply um, an arm of the government was not well understood by the public and uh, it it was there was no it was whatever the official government I mean, it was like Pravda basically um, you know it's a state publication is the way to think of old Twitter it was a state publication. And was the justification from their perspective that they are progressive liberals, they have the right intentions, it's important that they stay in power, the progressive liberals stay in government and power, because this is, the, this is their... There, there was, there was uh, basically oppression of um, any, any views that would even, I would say, be considered middle of the road. Um, but certainly anything on the, the right, I'm not talking about like like far right, I'm just talking mildly right. The people like Republicans were suppressed at ten times the rate of Democrats. Um, now that's because uh, old Twitter was fundamentally controlled by the far left. It was like completely controlled by the the, the far left. Um, and and then I wish Joe. I I wish Joe Rogan would. He see he doesn't have any interest in asking the questions about why smaller accounts, why everyday people who even if they have a thousand followers, five hundred followers, why is it that the people who volunteer, those who are real people, obviously you can be out of five hundred followers, you know, three three fourths of them can be bots, but if you have following like you, Tracy, or even I, you know, I'm hovering around. I don't know where the hell I'm at forget somewhere around 50,000 and uh you have to imagine that a good amount of them are real people who pressed follow they clicked it voluntarily yeah um <clears throat> joe rogan doesn't have any interest in wondering why um the average person who's having an experience on twitter is not being seen by the people who voluntarily follow them and and why you have to go out of your way to create lists or you have to put on notifications or what, what it, it makes no sense. What is holding us back from having a truly, um, you know, functional platform like that? If the far left was in control of it before, why does it still feel shackled? I have you here. Forty eight thousand one hundred ninety one. OK. And you gain about 20 or so a day. I do. Yes. Yep. Doesn't feel like 20. That's an average? Yeah. 
Okay, so then but some days... it's never I... less than 20. Like, okay. Well, yesterday was 14, but, but every other day is basically... But to your point, to your point, those are numbers that are accumulating in one, one way or another. But when a tweet goes out, when a link to a live show goes out, how many people see it? And yeah. then, of course, you then you have con all types of conversion rates that the numbers just go down, 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 down yep. from there. So yeah. that's, that's a curious question. I'd love to know why and what can be done to correct that, because it, it, it seems it seems artificial. It, it is artificial. Like. It makes no sense. Now, I complained about this on Saturday or um, on, on Monday or Tuesday of, of two weeks ago or something. And ever since then, I haven't lost a person. But if you look at my detailed stats, I pick up a few hundred, then I lose like a, like 645. And then I lose like 1,100 people. Like just randomly for no freaking reason whatsoever. Like I could tweet twice the entire day and lose 1,000 people for no reason. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I don't, I don't know. When you, when you get into accounts like yours where you're over a half a million followers, I have to imagine that general maintenance on a platform like Twitter will take off dead accounts and people will naturally you'd unfollow. You'd assume that, but it happens in too much of an algorithmic-like way. The percentages that go are almost the same percentage every time. It's okay. just weird. And I don't, I mean, listen, I don't care, but the people who follow me aren't even seeing the stuff I say. So, whatevs. Anyway... Why did you buy Twitter, Elon? Why did you buy Twitter? Here's his answer. What has it been like? Uh, you've you've owned X for a year now. Oh yeah. Do, do you do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and have a dream that you didn't do it, <laughs> and your life is infinitely easier? Well, it's certainly um, a recipe for trouble, I suppose, or contention. Um, what was it ultimately that led you to make the decision to do it? I mean, this is going to sound uh, somewhat melodramatic, but I was worried about that, that it was having a corrosive effect on civilization, uh, that it was uh, just having a bad, a bad impact. Um, and um, I think part of it is that it, it's where... It's where it was located, which is uh, you know downtown San Francisco. Um, and while I, I think San Francisco is a beautiful city, and and we should really fight hard to um, kind of right the ship of San Francisco. If you've walked around downtown San Francisco, right near the X FK Twitter headquarters, it's a zombie apocalypse. I mean, it's rough. Have you have you been been in that area? Not lately. No, yeah. I've heard. It's crazy. I've heard it's crazy. I've heard you you really can't believe it until you actually go there. You can't believe it until you go there. So now you have to say, well, what philosophy led to that outcome? And that philosophy was being piped to Earth. So, um, you know, a philosophy that would be ordinarily quite niche and geographically constrained, so that, that the sort of the fallout uh, area would be limited, um, was effectively given an information a weapon. Um, a tech, uh, inf information technology weapon to propagate uh, what is essentially a mind virus to the rest of Earth. Um, and the outcome of that mind virus is very clear if you walk around the streets of downtown San Francisco. Mm. It is the end of civilization. 
And it's not just uh, propagating the mind virus, but suppressing any opposing viewpoints. Yes. Well, in order for the virus to propagate, it must suppress opposing viewpoints. So. Because it doesn't stand up to scrutiny. Correct. I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's as good as a reason as you can ever have. Uh, I think that that, um, that contrast between this being Twitter's headquarters and knowing the company politics and what kind of responsibilities they've wrongfully taken upon themselves to, uh, to, to limit and to edit the way that we converse about very you know, impactful uh, subject matter. Subject matter that is actually playing the, 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 um, the result of which is playing out right around their corporate headquarters in the streets. And yeah, you know they have the, they have this emerald city in the middle of a trash heap that yep. used to be one of the world's premier cities. And and the, I mean it, it, that doesn't really separate themselves from Philadelphia or Baltimore did, did or Skid Row or anywhere else. Did you see Philly was like the best city in like what was it that came out about Philly the other day? How great Philadelphia is. It was like what? Who's writing the article? Who's writing the article? I don't know. The, the, these are the people who. Um, Let me see. I, I mean, they're they're nuts. They're nuts. They they have bad ideas. They have been taken over by, as you said, a mind virus. I, I think along the way that they believe that they're doing something good for people, but everything that they do is uh, is only uh, is only making things worse, and they they can't be wrong. So I, they're on a whole different other kind of drug. I mean, the people in the in the, the streets who are frozen in zombie stairs with these new drugs, these trank drugs and all that stuff, it's... I, they're they're on something. But you know what? The um, the, the latte sucking morons at uh, at at the social media companies who outside is just the 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 lowest, the lowest of the low right outside their front door. I mean. You got to be on something too to be able to to stand by. That's just nuts. It it's it's. I found the article by the way, of this. Hold on. Travel publisher names Philly top ten best cities in the world to visit. I I mean I'm sure that there are still good neighborhoods. Cities. I'm sure. I'm sure that there are still relatively safe suburbs. Na I'm Nairobi. sure that there's good people there. Nairobi, Paris, Montreal, Mostar, and Bosnia. Philadelphia is number five. Manal in Brazil, Jakarta in Indonesia, Prague, Izmir, and Kansas City, Missouri. That's the top. 10. Nairobi. Yeah. Kenya is number one. Kenya is number one. I'm Bram Safiri, and I grew up here in Nairobi. I work as a producer, and trust me, being in Nairobi is a full sensory experience. You're gonna meet the dreamers. No thanks. I don't know. I don't know. How, I, don't I don't know, know. what I'm... standards they or how they choose. Like that's not t told to any of us. I don't know. I mean, th that depending on what kind of experience you want. Yeah, I know. I, I have friends that just came back from Africa. They wanted to do safari. They wanted to do one thing or another. But I, I don't know. I, I'm just going to say this. When you have 
you know, with the woke mind virus and everything else that Elon was talking about on that interview, we're seeing the destruction of this philosophy in real time in front of us, Frank. We're seeing it with the whole war that's going on on the left right now between the virtue signaling Hamas supporters versus the Jews who have been a member of the Democrat Party for goodness knows how long. The one thing I will say, for the most part, people who have a conservative mindset like we do, do not form victim classes within themselves in order to make themselves feel better. Because for the most part, we're very independent-minded, strong people who generally can value themselves. Whereas the other ideology is an ideology that is born, bred, and raised to consider themselves not good enough from the second that they start even breathing. That is never something that was drilled into my head that I'm not good enough for anything on the earth, whatever it may be. So now you or, have- or, or that we have it too good. We have it too good. Right, which is impossible. That, right. You, you can never have it too good. And everybody deserves to have it as best as that they could possibly ever imagine. Everybody. And there is enough abundance on the planet for everybody to be abundant in some way like that. However, th this is destruct. It will self-destruct. And what comes out on the other side of that is what we need to, what we need to focus on. Because they're self-destructing before our eyes. I will never forget the show a few years ago when there was the black trans disabled man on the stage giving a speech at that rally. And you were like, what's next? Like, <laughs> what's next? And, and it's true. Like, there's only so many you can form before somebody's moral high ground and victimhood forces them to combat someone who they, they, they supposedly considered an ally. It's a natural progression. And it's happening right now. Yeah. So let's just watch. And that's it for You're today. You're right. That's it for today. No show Friday, unfortunately. I'm so sorry. Well. Enjoy your Friday off, Frank. Enjoy your drilling. <laughs> it's better than mouth sounds. I know. By the way, know. someone. Well, some, that'd, be, so that'd be funny if, if, if all of the uh, the HVAC guys uh, show up and they're, they, they have a, uh, they have a, 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 a glass like a something they got they walk in scotch on the rocks all of them would be great i don't think my work would get done properly but we'd have fun that's for sure i'd be fine i'd be fine with that because they wouldn't be talking into microphones <laughs> I, I will pour i'll pour everybody the whole room a drink who wants a drink fine Some, by me somebody in the chat i think it was the good doc said michael savage used to eat between breaks and i'm like thinking to myself the whole time that's why frank stops listening to michael savage <laughs> why and, and here's the best thing when he lost all of his his radio syndication and he went purely to podcast i said okay well you know what i'm gonna listen to podcast i'll, I'll take a listen to it because it's still be michael savage i'm sure i'm sure there'll be some uh good good uh you know interviews and subject matter maybe i'll fly off the handle again yell like he used to and and also the other thing is there too he's not working against the clock he's not on air so he's probably not going to be uh shoving old chinese food down his gullet in <laughs> in between uh callers which i which is really that's the thing that really got me it's you're in radio you're taking radio breaks that are sometimes 10 15 minutes long you have the short segments the long segments you get in all those ads if you want to eat your a, a couple of pork dumplings in between then you can get that in the fact that he was waiting for callers to come on 
and letting the callers talk and you can you can you can tell the energy has changed because he is shoveling food into his mouth and as the caller is talking he'll go you'll hear him go mm. Mm. like to like like to acknowledge the the caller just to like make everybody say oh i'm still here but i my mouth is full it's incredible and the fact that he did that he went to to a podcast and he still ate this is almost up there with possums for you you're pre no th no this is it's not a fear it is it is i don't understand people who will go into a certain profession that disrespect their audience like that it's one thing if you're on youtube and there's a group of people that want to hear you turn the gain on the mic up and eat a banana i know that there are people who want that that, that it helps them go to sleep somehow the freaks yep but um, but this is just you're pre-recording your shows now you can eat and then record. You don't need to both. I mean, I take a couple sips of water throughout the show, some coffee sometimes, but I'm never like in the microwave and doing it. Oh, the, the coffee. That's that's not, you know, it's not even like that. It's not like you don't you dare wet your whistle in the middle of this conversation. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not even like that. I know what you're saying. It's like when you're yeah. chilling out with a, you can wait until you're done talking to slurp your scotch. Yeah. Anyway, you've been listening hey. to the Dark Delight podcast with Frankie Bell on the drums and beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and usually Fridays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time on TuneIn Stitcher. Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Or you can hear us at 8.30 streaming live to you in all of its glory. Um, and uh, that's Getter, Rumble, and X. And then Frank's show, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And a side of beans, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we'll go out with this today. We'll talk to you uh, Monday, Frank. Later. Later.